Hey there, my name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and I host the Scars and Guitars podcast series, which I syndicate for the A-List online as well. Before we get to the interview subject today, I'd love it if you could go across to my Facebook page and like it. Just type in Scars and Guitars into the search field in Facebook. Also, check out the A-List online because I do a whole bunch of writing for the A-List online. It's my website as well. So a lot of the features that you'll listen to, a lot of the podcasts, I should say, that you listen to here as a part of this series, I write about for the A-List online. So I'd love it if you could like both of them on Facebook. Also follow me on Twitter. Very easy to find. It's just Scars and Guitars and also the A-List online. You can't miss me. Simple as that. So the interview subject I have coming up for you today, his name is Drew Shirley and he is the guitarist in a band outfit, same thing, called Switchfoot. The reason for the conversation is to promote Switchfoot's brand new offering for 2019, which is called Native Tongue. So let's have a listen to what Drew has to say. Here we go. Oh, hello, Drew. Sorry, mate. I thought uh, the uh, yeah, the interview might still be going, so I, I just thought I'd hang around in the background until uh, until I heard something, and lo and behold, I did. So, sir, it's oh. Andrew, Andrew McKay-Smith <laughs> calling. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Andrew. Yeah, I'm fine. This is Drew from Switchfoot. Wonderful, mate. Yeah, no, John sent me a text just asking me to hold back a bit because he'd uh, managed to fit somebody else in to get some goodness from you about this wonderful album that you've got out there. So, uh, so all good, mate. How's the, how, I call it the Aussie phonogrind. How's that been treating you? <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, the time change is perfect because for us it's in the afternoon and so I didn't have to, you know, wake up at some ungod- ungodly hour of the day. <laughs> make it happen yeah i've had to do um quite a lot of them i must say especially when i'm a big fan of a lot of underground and extreme metal so a lot of those guys tend to exist on fairly nocturnal schedules as well so um well i guess i guess for me waking up at one o'clock and for them being up at two o'clock is sort of around the other way so typically they might be asleep but i've done many many one and two a.m phone calls with people in your part of the world but mate it's got to be done we've got to spread the good word Thank you, thank you, and I appreciate the interview. Yeah, we, uh, we're we excited about our music, and we're excited about what's coming up next uh, for the band. So the album title itself, and I think you're of my vintage here, so you're probably aware of this, but it actually shares a title with the Poison album from 1993, and so it's probably entirely unintentional, but both albums boast excellent production and musicianship. But made in your own words, what, what can you tell us about Native Tongue? Yeah, so it's our 11th studio album, and uh, we are really proud of it. We produced it here in San Diego, um, and uh, we all live here in San Diego. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's an album that just like furthers our our work here in our studio, where we hmm. we we kind of live and breathe here. It's like right near our houses, and like Excellent. we all live like. 20 minutes away or less. So we're in here playing around, coming up with ideas, editing songs. And like, yeah, like I'm walking around right now, all the cables are strewn everywhere. It's kind of dirty and the corners and you know, there's <laughs> duct tape around and instruments everywhere and amps and guitars. And so it's a really creative environment. It's like, we own it. We have the key. We can come in anytime we want and record. So that year, we also took last year off, we off the road. All right. Yep. We decided to take a hiatus. Uh, after 15 years of touring, we just said, "Look, we just need a whole year off. We're going to just um, 
not play any more shows this year. Mm-hmm. So that was 2018. And so this album was born out of us being home for a year too, which is really, really different for us. Mm. So it just felt really good. <laughs> a bit, a bit. Something else I noticed, okay, and look, the way things are these days with so much radio rock devoid of actual real guitars, so referencing their high hopes by Panic at the Disco, the recent track from those guys that's got high rotation at the moment. But look, you can definitely hear the guitar across native tongue, no doubt about that. And the production is definitely of the new school, so it's going to work wonderfully for radio. But with the evolution of the band's sound, are you still writing songs on the guitar or or are you using other instruments to craft songs such as keyboards? Yeah, so this album, we reached more into keyboards than we ever have. Hmm. Um, A couple albums ago, we did a soundtrack album called Fading West and we decided to put the guitars down for a minute and see how that felt. And then we picked them back up again on the last record (laughs) where the light shines through. And this one, we actually had some friends produce with us. So we, instead of going with like a hot shot, really, um, expensive producer, producer (laughs) expensive producer. We, we reached out to some friends and in one Republic and in, um, need to breathe and um, another friend who plays with James Taylor, and we had them speak into our songs and give us some ideas. So, I, you know, honestly, we, we, we've, like, so Native Tongue and Voices were um, production with the guys from One Republic, and I think it shows because for us, that's really new. Like, we always play guitars on our records a lot more than we did on those two tracks. Hmm. Um. I think you're right. It's it's going to be more radio friendly. We wanted to stretch out a little bit as far as push the envelope of things that we had done before. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just good for musicians to not get caught in a rut, but to like keep pushing yourselves, you know, keep change, like write on a different instrument or, you know, push yourself Great. to record yeah. a different way or work with somebody different than you have before. And it just, it opens up, creativity again i don't know something about that process that you just have to keep stretching to get creative yeah agreed actually agreed and um hey this is a good one a good question for you here so you're one of the very few rock bands what i classify as a rock band if you hope i hope that's cool but but saying that with you actually because i do consider you a rock band but but you're one of the few that do still receive terrestrial radio play which is such, which is so bizarre these days. You know, MTV doesn't have music, or I think music's gone back onto MTV, but it hasn't been there for about ten years or so. But radio just doesn't play rock music. But you guys get on there. But do you think radio is still important, or do you think the rise of podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Music playlists and social media influences have taken their place? Well, I think I think they've taken their place. Yeah, that's um, what I think too, yeah. Radio radio airwaves um, are, are just the statistics. You can just look at the data and it's just they're not reaching people like they used to. It's all streaming services now. And what's interesting about that is that when you're on a streaming service, people are choosing what songs they want to listen to or keep listening to. Hmm. And so... You know, the, the metadata you get back from those services is really interesting because you're seeing data where 
someone actually thought, I want to go listen to a Switchfoot song instead of just a radio programmer saying, all right, I'm going to feed this to all my listeners. It's data from an individual that decided to go and click on your song to listen to it. And that means kind of means more than uh, one at a radio station who just said, all right, we'll add your song because you took me out to dinner and, yes. you know, treated me really good and we're going to add your song just because we're your buddies now. You know, that's go- those days are gone. And, you know, the industry's changing and it's it's a moldable industry right now where things are new ideas can work and happen and it's moldable and there's a lot of things that are wounded in the industry and depressed and where the water's been let out and there's just no more revenue streams and hmm. you know purchasing of records and all the you know album sales are so far gone um, yes. but you know it's it's you know but music is thriving still because you know music is important to people they've just decided that it's uh, not as it's it's free. It's it's seen as free. It's like the world of music is free, but um, you know you still have to pay to go see a band play yeah. live. So live touring is still you know the main revenue source for a lot of musicians like us. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, man. The radio is sort of a thing of the past. Hmm. That's a really good point you make, but and I hadn't not. Yeah. Well, you made, you made a really good point there that music itself is thriving, but the record industry, and I know you didn't say it was dead, but they're my words, is pretty much done. And to your point, the way that business was done for 50 or 60 years up to about, what, 2004, 2005, take a radio executive out to dinner, ply them full of alcohol and oysters and whatever else, and then you get into their good books and all of a sudden you're added to the playlist. Those, those days are gone. But music itself has probably never been more popular. I mean, there's never been a time when you've had so many media devices at your, dispos- at your disposal that you can take with you anywhere to listen to music. Yeah, it's so accessible right now. Yeah. And then if you don't have a streaming service, you can always just get on YouTube and listen to any song you want. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, isn't it? It's nuts. And, and I suppose you guys have been around long enough. You've got a 20 or 25-year career. So you've seen the change and you've adapted to the change and you've not just survived, you've thrived in that. So I guess that's a question for you. What do you put that down to? Because, mate, a lot of bands didn't make it. A lot of bands broke up or had bad business arrangements in place in the first place, but not you guys. You, you've 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 thrived. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen a lot. We were back in the heyday where uh, we sold three million copies of, of an album, and mm. that just doesn't happen much anymore to to bands, rock bands. Um, we're honored to be played on radio. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like I'm glad we have that household name that our album took off when it did, and that we have that you know basis of like longevity that that publicity push added to our brand and our, our fans are around the world. Like, 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 like they, mm. we've, we've just stayed a band and we've stayed making good music. Well, we're, you know, we we're lucky to have John Foreman, you know, he's our front man and, and he writes a lot of the music and 
we have brothers in the band too. So like he has a sounding board all the time with his brother. So he just mm. keeps writing great songs. And it's one of those things where I'm really proud of our whole catalog. You know, it's not like, Oh, well there was a few albums where it was just a dud and I just skipped those cause it was just kind of really bad. Yep. But yeah. all of our albums I'll stand behind. Like I, I, I like, and I'm proud of all, all of them. And I, I think we've had a consistent writer, in the band and that has been huge yes and what about you matey are you still working as a session musician because i was reading doing my reading online in preparation for our conversation and i understand correct me if i'm wrong that you do some session work but you also do some production as well so are you still doing that i do a little bit on the side just to keep fresh and help other people when i have downtime but i honestly mostly you know in, in Switchfoot, like mostly mm. what I do is all Switchfoot, um, and which keeps me busy, you know, and, um, you know, I, I love all different styles of music, so it's just healthy sometimes to, like, get out and play with a alt-country band or, yes. you know, something nice. bulky or an acoustic act or something, and, you know, just get, you know, get free as far as, like, not, not, don't get caught in a, in a rut, you know. Mm, indeed. All right, look, I'll make this my final question for you. Uh, what about Australia? How have we treated you over the years? Is it, uh, has it been a, a kind relationship, and, and have you had a lot of feedback from Australian listeners? Oh, yeah. Australia? Australia has been, I think, our biggest overseas fan base. So awesome. we've, we've had an incredible relationship with Australia, like even from going back and doing the Soundwave Festival, mm -hmm. um, where we we went to a bunch of different cities with Soundwave, and we've done our own tours. We've gone uh, on surfing trips on um, the Sunshine Coast, and we've been to Melbourne <laughs> and Brisbane, and we've got friends all over Australia and Perth that cool. um, just just we've kept in touch with you know, yeah. over the years. And, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's. I live between the Gold yeah, Coast and Sunshine. Back. Well, I live between the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. Actually, I've got two places, and um, yeah, the beaches on the Sunshine Coast. If I can boast for a sec, I think are the best in the world. And I've been to plenty of beaches around the place because I don't surf. I just love going into the water. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're surfing on the Sunshine Coast, mate, I don't think it gets better than that. You're right. They, they are some of the best beaches in the world, and I, I've been around the world too. But it's, <laughs> you're right, man. There's just the people there are, are very cool too, and so kind, and like really um, just open. I guess mm. people are um, not not pretentious. Um, yes. in Australia yeah. seems to me so. We always feel right at home because we live in sort of a similar. Um, kind of beach community place here in San Diego, California. Well, I think if um, I've been to San Diego and it was the only place in the States that, re I mean, Australians or Americans are very much the same, but San Diego, San Diego really reminded me of home. It was the only city where I thought, yeah, I could probably live here, to be quite honest with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that too. Like when I went to Sydney, it was like a harbor town, a lot of waterways, you yes. know, the buildings right on the water, and people are progressive, and um, there's a lot of different nationalities that kind of um, gather, which is just like San Diego. We have a lot of different nationalities here, which is something I really love mm -hmm. to be 
more, you know, racially diverse. Um, but yeah, Australia, one of the best places <laughs> in the whole world. And we cannot wait to get back there. So I want to say thanks to all our fans down there. They've waited to see us play for too long. And um, I hope this album uh, meets your appetite for some new Switchfoot and that you make them the soundtrack to your life. And, you know, we release them to you and and hope that um, that you enjoy them. Mm-hmm. All right, mate, no worries. Uh, fantastic way to finish the, uh, the interview there. Mate, thanks so much for the kind words about Australia, mate. And for you, congratulations on an outstanding career. Um, you are a very good guitarist, it must be said, and long may you prosper and continue to have an outstanding career. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. No worries, brother. All right, all the best. Thanks. All the best. Thank Thanks, you. Mate. Bye. Catch my name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I host the Scars and Guitars podcast series, which is syndicated for the A-List online. That interview subject there was Drew Shirley from the Outfit Switchfoot. Thank you so much for listening.